This is the Motor Cop Chronicles podcast with the midweek news. Join your host, Iceman and Holstera, two law enforcement professionals ready to offer their unfiltered opinions on the latest news from the world of law enforcement. No filters, no edits. So be warned, the content may be upsetting to some listeners. Sit down and hold up. This may get a little bumpy. Welcome Motor Cop Conference Podcast Midweek News. Yes, <clears throat> I know my early. That's because at regular time at 7, Holstero will be on, do the announcement thing. So it's just me right now. Freebird has a uh, funeral to uh, attend, unfortunately. So I figured uh, we'd give some of the extra, I mean, the regular out before we do the special announcement stuff. So here I am. Of course, we're gonna get uh, let's get this housekeeping out the way. Anybody wants a, a good cigar, go to mypatriotcigar.com and uh, use the promo code MotorCop15. You'll get fifteen percent off of your order. It's, uh, mypatriotcigar.com uh, to, to get that uh, get those good cigars. Also, if you want any merch. You see right here, I got the a new shirt on. This is just a second. I'm sliding a Biden. The dog taking a shit. <clears throat> so, if you want that, you can uh, either go to the website, MotorCopChronicles.com, go to the link, or just go to the Etsy store, MotorCop Chronicles podcast on Etsy store. You can get them. I think I got them like at 20 bucks, and you got to pay shipping and handling. Can't get much cheaper than that. So, it's up to you. Let's get down to the important people, our Patreon, helping me pay the bills. If you want more Motor Cop Chronicle, you can join the Patreon, three different tiers, different stuff on each one. If you want uh, extra episodes, videos, text, all that kind of stuff, you can. Or if times are tough, which I understand, still going to put out the free stuff. Of course, uh, Talk about our hang around. We got Mr. William Gbo and Chad Jenkins. We're all hang around. We uh, want to introduce a brand new uh, crew member in the Patreon, which is uh, Mr. Jared Nitrous. We appreciate him. I already done sent him his uh, crew member m- mug out to him uh, last night. So we got Mr. John Mink. We got. Dan Carlson with Burley Boards. They're going to check him out. We got T Bird. We got Mr. Jim Pokrant from the Short Track Guys podcast. We got Mr. Hoppy Hoppison, our truck driving friend. We got Blake Walker. We got A.A. Ron from the I Had to Say It podcast. Just put out a good, a good episode. We got Mr. Z Palmer. We got Roy Spaulding. It's Roy with an S, not the P. We got our favorite girl from down under, JoJo. We got Kaylee Norris and Natasha, our two girls from the state of Washington. And, of course, last but never least, our OG crew member, Melissa Holstein. Appreciate y'all helping me keep the lights on. Pay the bills. It does help because I do have overhead. So, we're going to jump right on into the story because at 7 o'clock, or as soon as... Mr. Ronald Holstein gets here. We'll have him do his announcement. 
This first story I'm going to talk about, there's no video or, or picture or nothing like that with it. Uh, but it is about a uh, ATV crash that uh, happened, uh, let's see, with Parrish it was, uh, in LaRanger. Well, no, everybody knows what ATV is, four-wheeler, or like I say. Anyway, they had two teenagers uh, crashed a four-wheeler. They were driving Monday afternoon, just a few days ago. There was a 13-year-old and a 14-year-old that was on the four-wheeler. Uh, the 14-year-old, unfortunately, did not make it and died. The 13-year-old is injured. The mother is badly burned. She got burned while she was trying to rescue her son, <clears throat> The Panjabo Parish Sheriff's Office said the boys were on the ATV uh, when it left the roadway, hit a culvert. <clears throat> the 13-year-old was thrown clear of the wreckage and taken to the hospital. Unfortunately, the 14-year-old was not thrown from the four-wheeler when it crashed. <clears throat> it sounds like it rolled, rolled over, flipped over, landed on top of him or something, uh, pinning him underneath the four-wheeler. The four-wheeler caught on fire. The mother, of course, ran out there. She was trying to get the four-wheeler off the boy while it was on fire, burning herself badly, which I'm sure she would have probably just, you know, somebody probably had to pull her back. Uh, I saw the picture of this, and uh, the the burn area is uh, really big. I mean, it was, it was a big fire. It just wasn't small. Uh, the other boy uh, had surgery and was transferred to the children's hospital. This story sucks ass, I know. Uh, it's one of them horrible stories. The reason I put it out was uh, you can see on these uh, these these ATVs all the time that uh, they have warnings, like they have, you know, 16 and older, or they have ages on them. Well, I know as a kid, uh, you know, nobody listens to that. There, there is a reason why, because... I've seen some, like, small kids on some of these ginormous uh, four-wheelers and stuff like that. Way too much bite for such a small kid. And, unfortunately, stuff like this does happen. Uh, I was, like, 13 years old. I was on a three-wheeler, which they don't make anymore for obvious reasons. But uh, I was on a three-wheeler at our camp in Mississippi. My sister was on a moped. I had a helmet on. I had flip-flops on. We got, I got some sand. Uh, when I got it straightened back up, I uh, hit a tree head on, front wheel, hit the tree. Uh, I don't even know how fast I was going. And uh foot came off, uh, ended up ripping my pinky toe off, crushing my other one. Needless to say, to say now, uh, um, I only have three toes on my right foot because of this accident, which uh, may have been prevented if I had a shoe on. But, so you got to be careful. Uh at least if you're going to buy something like this, buy one that's smaller. That will fit the kids anyway. So uh, tr hopefully tragedies like this don't happen. Uh, I can't imagine uh, what this mother's going to go through the, the rest of her life. Uh, it's horrible. This next one, do have a video. Uh, it's over in Los Angeles. I think this happened a few months ago. Uh, we didn't talk about it. Uh, uh, Los Angeles deputies, uh, I guess they're investigating, they're looking into why he uh, says he uh, 
punched a transgender man in the face, which I guess I mean it was, it's a woman that, that claims she's a man. So we're gonna we're gonna uh, watch the video and we'll talk about it. Some say that driverless cars Not are yet. the future, and San Francisco has been at the forefront of what could one day be a whole new autonomous world. Not everyone likes that. A lot of Good evening. What was supposed to be a simple traffic stop turned confrontational when an L.A. County Sheriff's deputy put his hands on a transgender man. Now, the incident, the takedown happened several months ago at the 7-Eleven in Whittier. Surveillance cameras were rolling. I'm not resisting. Stop. Stop. Help. You can hear Emmett Bronk, a 23-year-old transgender man, as he fears for his life. The arrest unfolded February 10th of this year, stemming from a traffic stop in Whittier. But in body cam footage, it sounds like Brock did not realize he was being pulled over. I just stopped you. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Get your hands off. As Brock tries to get away from the deputy, he gets... All right. Right there. Even the news cop reporter said, or news reporter as he tries to, it's actually her, as she tries to get away from the deputy. He said, I was pulling you over. No, you weren't. So here you got a person telling me what I'm doing. Okay. So. Slammed on the ground. The altercation goes on for several minutes. An attorney for Bronx. And as we see right here, see how the. She's twisting all over the ground right there. That's called resisting. Okay. All this, if it, even if it's a bad stop or a bad arrest, don't resist. Let them do, let them do it. Let them put you in jail. Let them do whatever. And uh, then sue the shit out of them later. But you sitting here fighting and resisting, it's not going to help the matter any. An attorney for Brock says he was pulled over for having an air freshener hanging from the rearview mirror. But initially, they claim it was the deputy who got enraged when Brock flipped him off and drove away. That's when we see the deputy confront Brock as he pulls into the 7-Eleven. He says, I pulled you over, and my client turns to him and says, no, you didn't. All right, I don't, I don't know about the whole, that's not a thing here. Having shit hanging from your rearview mirror. I guess it's a thing in California. Who knows? It's California. Uh, but, you know, somebody, I get flipped off all the time. Personally, I don't give a shit. If, if it, That's just showing if those people, whoever they are, wants to uh, flip me off and it makes them feel like a Billy badass, that's fine. Uh, go ahead and do it. Flip me off if it makes you think, yeah, well, you know. I guarantee you that same individual would not do that in somebody's face, especially if they wasn't in no uniform, because they not they know that because I got a uniform and a badge on. That's that is the only thing that is protecting them for doing it. Because if they did it just on the civilian side of it, walked up to me and I'm just Joe Blue Citizen, it's like, hey, fuck you. I might go fuck you back, and you know, karma's a bitch, right? It's not going to do that because they know they're being protected because of what. We do for a living, all right? But is it grounds for stopping? No. I just feel like, hey, if they want to do it, you know, it happens all the time. I think they're just fucking here. Like, oh, yeah, I flipped a cop off today. What? <laughs> 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 Who cares? So.
little Melissa. And then, of course, this fucking lawyer, all he wants to do is sue and get money. That's all that's about. That's all he cares about. He's already got his hands on him. He takes him to the ground forcibly, injuring his own hand, the deputy's own hand, doing that, which he's trying to blame on my client, and started pummeling him. And the videotape speaks for itself. He's been pounding at the kid's head. He was diagnosed with a concussion by, his, by a doctor later after. Stop resisting. Then you wouldn't get up on Stop resisting. Release. Stop! Give me your arm! Stop! Stop! Brock was taken to the Norwalk substation and says he was left humiliated when he told jail staff he's transgender. The attorney claims they asked to see his genitals before deciding which holding cell to place him at. Brock is now being charged for resisting arrests and battery on an officer. But they say it was the officer who used excessive force. Thanks to see my genitals. Well, if you're a man and you go to jail and I'm booking you and you put and put dressed out, I'm going to strip search you. So you're going to get naked in front of me, bend over, spread your ass cheek, pull your pants down. And guess what? You don't have a penis and you have a, a, a vagina down there. But I thought you were a guy. Why are you humiliated? say you're a guy prove it prove me you're a guy oh look there's no penis guess what you're a girl i mean this guy committed multiple felonies against my client no, you didn't. and he's you didn't gotten away with it so far now brock was a teacher who is now out of a job as a result and as i well, i flipped the cop off but now they were it was a teacher she was a teacher, but uh, so so you're saying what type of person you are? You just randomly flip cops off for no reason, uh, but you wouldn't teach children. Good for you. We reached out to the LA County Sheriff's Department for comment. We have not heard back. Reporting live tonight in Whittier, Carlos Salcedo, KTLA Five News. Yes, yeah, idiot in the background throwing gang signs and shit. Uh, look at this shit. Look at this ding dong back here. Oh look, I'm so really bad at. stupid all right let's move on yeah next one uh do i think he's wrong or whatever i mean uh i would like to see the whole entire uh body cam footage there uh and the whole entire uh other footage i want to see all of it uncut because this this stuff's been cut i want to see the whole entire thing uh then so i'm, I'm going to leave you know i'm gonna leave it as i don't know because i haven't seen all of it <clears throat> so All right, this next one's going to jump on. This next one is uh, going to jump over to Miami, and it's not a good thing in Miami. So right here is, uh, I don't know if he still is or was the police chief, or they call it the director, I believe, of, uh, Miami Day, Mr. Rodriguez here, uh, Freddie Rodriguez. They sing him on. He's in the hospital right now. He is uh, of today. They said he is recovering from a gunshot wound to the head. This was a self-inflicted gunshot wound. It sounded like him and his wife were out of town, some kind of police function or something. Uh, I guess some argument ensued between them two. He ended up leaving. Uh, it is said that. On his way, wherever he was driving, he called the, the mayor, said he was going to resign his position, and uh, pulled
pulled over and shot himself in the head. Uh, I don't know what's going, what was going on in, in in his head or anything like that. Uh, so I don't know what kind of domestic him and his wife were involved in. Uh, guess he's lucky he survived. Uh, they haven't said if he's going to have any type of brain damage or anything like that. Uh, let's hope he makes full recovery and he can get whatever type of uh, help he needs to to not self-harm himself again. So, suicides in law enforcement are a real thing. Call the cop line. Talk to somebody if you need to. This next one, we got uh, some, we're going to, to California over there in California. Some young protesters. Personally, I think these people are committing uh, crimes and uh, should probably go to jail. Some people probably don't think they are. Good so, evening. Uh, what was supposed to be up. a simple traffic stop turned confrontational when an L.A. County Sheriff's deputy put his Once hands I on a transgender man. Now, Some say that driverless cars are the future. And San Francisco has been at the forefront of what could one day be a whole new autonomous world. Not everyone likes that. A lot of people have been fed up with robo-taxis on city streets for a whole lot of reasons. But not everybody is taking that frustration as far as this one group of protesters. Itai Hod is gracious to spend some time here with us in the studio tonight at this very late hour to talk about this. And I guess the way that you could describe this is like a very unorthodox form of protest. Yeah, think man versus machine, right? And how do you stop a fleet of robo-taxis in their tracks? Well, with something you find on a lot of city streets. They come out after dark riding their bikes in packs and wearing masks to conceal their identities. We just kind of ride around in their main travel routes and we wait for them. Called Safe Street Rebel, they've been roaming the streets of San Francisco hunting for a specific kind of car, robo-taxis. Their goal is to disable them using orange cones as their weapon of choice. We see a lot of problems with these. John, who asked us not to use his real name, is the group's unofficial spokesperson. We're in a climate he's breaking the law. Transportation is That's why I don't want his real name put out there. For the last two weeks, this band of anti-car activists has become a thorn in the side of big tech companies like Waymo and Cruz. Once these cars are disabled, they're stuck until a technician arrives to reset them. What are you hoping to achieve? We're hoping to really change the conversation on these. We want more people to just consider whether we want these on our roads and really. First, they're bitching <clears throat> about gas cars. Now we're bitching about the electric cars that are self-driving, like taxis. These motherfuckers are going to bitch about everything, it seems like. That's what it seems like to me, okay? Uh just bitch, 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 and more bitching. Uh, that's all they do. They just don't stop bitching. Uh, but they're running up and they're putting this cone on the hood of the car. Not hurting the car, but I guess because it's got this cone on it, something with the computers and cameras and the lidars and all that stuff, all that stuff is the car won't move. It's like, we're, you know, we're just doing this and trying to be disruptors. What happened is this car is, like, stopped in the road and is unable to move, and some jackass is driving down the road not paying attention and fucking runs into it. 
whose fault is it? It's this jackass's fault because he's the one that fixed the car where it wouldn't move. So if somebody happens and somebody gets killed, these little bastards need to be charged with, with fucking murder. Just my opinion. I want regulators to listen. They believe these cars are not only unsafe, but are taking away much needed resources from more efficient public transportation. Here's why San Francisco is protesting the... How, how is it taking resources away? It's a company. I'm sure the city's not paying for these cars. It's a company. It's a that that argument's a moot right there. Just fucking, they just it's California and San Francisco, so fucking go figure. Mention of robo taxis. Their protest has gone viral, garnering millions of views online. Just as transportation officials are considering whether to expand driverless services in San Francisco. In a statement, Waymo called the group's actions vandalism. Crews told us their cars are providing free rides to late-night workers. Free rides. They're not even charging people. As well as meals to food insecure San Franciscans. Safe Street Rebel says it only disables empty cars to make sure no one is harmed or inconvenienced. Cruz says this really hasn't impacted them all that much. How many cruise cars do you reckon you've stopped? Uh, I think personally I've done... I guarantee you this fool right here, the one talking, we can assume his... Uh, from, he has no bass in his voice uh, at all. Uh, so I can make assumptions that I don't have to say. Uh, this fool right here, how about you go, you're out driving around all night on your little bicycle putting cones on shit. I guarantee you probably stole the cone. They probably didn't buy the cones. Because guess what? This motherfucker ain't got no job. And no job. This motherfucker lives at home with his mommy and daddy, if he knows who his daddy is. Okay? This is his parents' fault. Go get a job. Be useful to society, besides fucking one of the autonomous cars. High dozens. And I invite people to look at Cruz's statements where they say that we're disrupting food delivery and that this isn't affecting their fleet. It's one or the other, um, and it, they can't both be true. Do you think they're bluffing? Yes. Billy Riggs is a professor of transportation and innovation at the University of San Francisco and an advisor to tech startups. He says not only are these cars fully electric and therefore better for the environment, they're safer. With millions of miles driven on public roads, they've had zero fatalities. We've reached a level where AI can actually do many of the functions in our lives better than we can with less margin for error. Even so, city officials have raised concerns about whether these cars are ready for prime time. Both Waymo and Cruise Robotaxis have made headlines after getting stuck in the middle of busy intersections. Get it out of here now. In some cases, they've blocked first responders from doing their jobs. The San Francisco Fire Department says it logged more than 60 incidents involving these cars since May of 2022. Say Street Rebel says it wants more accountability. I think broadly, San Franciscans are just tired of being tech guinea pigs. Promoting public transport by targeting autos on autopilot. You know, Itai, so when I watch this piece, great work, by the way. Thank you. The first thing that I think about, the first question that I have, 
is this somehow either against the law or breaking some kind of rule? Like, is this allowed? Isn't that the $64,000 question? <laughs> $64,000 right? yeah. so, you know, It depends on who you ask. Waymo calls it vandalism. We asked Safe Street Rebel what they thought about that. They said, we're not causing any. Who, who gives a fuck with Safe Street, whatever they want to call themselves? You're stopping this car and it's in, a, a, in the roadway. So my rear end gets in a crash. You're the one that caused it. It's your fault. So yes, you are causing the issue. Damage to these cars. Uh, we're only doing this at night to make sure that people aren't harmed or inconvenienced. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one of those things where it's still very new and ambiguous. Because they sleep all day. People about this. Mm -hmm. They kind of got a lot of... Uh, shoulder shrug emojis <laughs> right i think you know we are sort of in a new frontier of transit with some of these things and i imagine laws are being written as we speak or tweaked at the very least but yeah a very interesting technique here's one of my favorite things about you that our viewers should know but may not know you shoot all and you shoot your video yourself you edit it yourself but you all, all just right. they just she just goes on like oh you do this and that look honey I think he, he, he's probably going to try to fight for your boyfriend, so just, just my guess. <clears throat> just my guess. Go to this next story. Anyway, you know, Baton Rouge man got arrested. <laughs> really? Wow. Go figure, huh? There's a picture of him right here. This is... This fine-looking fella right here, look at them fucking bombed at the beard. What the fuck that's supposed to be? It's just... Anyway, just out of Walker, Louisiana, from WBRZ. Uh, deputies arrested a Baton Rouge man for attempted murder after a shooting early Monday morning. According to the Living Spirit Sheriff's Office, deputies responded to Arnold Road in Walker for a reported shooting around 2 a.m. 26-year-old was found with a gunshot wound, was taken to the hospital in critical condition. Detectives identified Mr. Cole Allen right here, 24, as a suspect and arrested him for attempted second-degree murder and resistant arrest. That's all it says. 2 a.m. in the morning, uh, let me guess, uh, probably meth, drugs, something like that. I mean, look at it. Look, look at it. Look at this dirt bag right here. Look at him. Orange looks good on you, buddy. Orange looks good on you. Oh, get used to it. Because when uh, being an idiot like that, you uh, probably spend a lot of time in the pokey. Where you belong, since you're acting all stupid. Oh, let's see here. So this next one. Look at this fine fella right here. Oh, boo-hoo, look. You can tell in his eyes right here. You can see the picture. Uh, look like he's been crying. Look like he's been crying just a little bit. Crying. Boo-hoo. On Thursday, this is last Thursday. Hold on a minute, everybody. Just sit tight for me a minute, and let me finish this story, and then we'll do the other. All right? And I can't hear you.
Put him back in the green room. All righty. This guy right here, happened on Thursday, 31-year-old James Revis, a former jailer at the Coffee County Jail. So he used to, he used to be a jailer at the Coffee County Jail. Uh, he was arrested after he allegedly uh, initiated an altercation with a Coffee County drug unit detective. According to a report, the incident began when Revis approached the detective aggressively as he was acting like, I guess, he was going to hit the deputy. Uh on July 20th, they were conducting surveillance for an active narcotics investigation in the area. And one of the detectives said he noticed a silver sedan speeding down the driveway. As the detectives passed by, the driver identified as Reeves, started aggressively honking the horn, uh, got out the vehicle, and began walking at a very fast pace towards them. The detective reported that he exited his vehicle, stood by the driver's side in the roadway as Reeves approached. According to the detective report, he immediately began cursing and screaming at the detective while pointing his finger at him. You no good, motherfucker. Da, da, da. He told the detective, I'm your boss. I pay your salary while looking at the detective's gun and badges. Acknowledged he knew the detective was law enforcement. Uh, he continued to curse and scream. He dropped his arms to his side, clenched his fist tightly, then walked closer to the detective in an aggressive manner like he was going to strike the detective. He said it became clear to him that his intention was to cause physical harm. He said it repeatedly commanded him to step back while trying to create distance. According to a report, Reeves then slapped the detective's hand. The detective stated that's when he attempted to arrest Reeves after a brief struggle and successfully handcuffed him. Uh, so this this dude used to be a, a jailer at one point, and uh, he probably got fired. And uh, obviously now he is uh, not a jailer and not in law enforcement anymore. So we're going to end this part of it here. I'm actually going to go off air. We're going to come back on, okay, so I can have it split in two, two different things, you know, stuff like that. So, uh, well, Tommy, I'm getting ready to sign off on this one. You can come back for upcoming right back in a few minutes. So, everybody stay safe. Uh, watch your back. Watch your partner's back. Remember, we're all lines. And to uh, remember to smile because the Iceman could always be behind you. And don't don't run off. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Cause I don't give a fuck what you say Yeah, I'ma do shit my way So you can go kick rocks I'ma stack bricks up, build what I want to make Yo, I got a lot of shit to say So I'ma do this every day I'll be writing things until